This is the Ski Saloon Bar Podcast, where we skip the shots and go right to the conversations. Welcome to the Walk With Me series of this podcast. This is Walk With Me number seven. Now, to replicate a walk with a good friend, I had created this mini-series to encourage you to squeeze in a little movement within your day. I encourage you to go back and start at walk with me number one if you'd like to at least get into this series because it does kind of build on itself a little bit, um, and you'll get that even more within this episode. And if you're completely new to the podcast, please definitely go back to episode number one and get to know me as well as the podcast and the reasons and mission behind this podcast, because I think that'll also help to shape the story within this Walk With Me series. All right. Now, the reason I created this um, series is to really encourage a little extra movement into your day, as well as an opportunity to connect with a good friend. I know I really enjoy talking with my good friend that I go for walks with every week, and I wanted to replicate that and create this opportunity for you to get a little movement, as well as grow your mind and feel connected and, you know, just try something new, right? All right. So, Here's the deal. As a good friend, I am here to smack you on the booty and drag you out the door. So let's walk together and show up like the incredible people that we are. All right, deal? Lace up your shoes, pop in your earbuds, and let's go. All right, as I've shared in the previous Walk With Me episodes, I am taking an, an, excuse me, I am taking... (laughs) an intensive class called TCP. And that is seriously forcing me to drill down and really look at my life from a whole lot of different perspectives. And we're getting into some really deep stuff. And I think that that is incredible. And if you know me, you know that anything that I think is incredible, I love to, you know, share the good karma and push it out to as many people as I can. So that is how this topic has gotten here. Now, if this is your first episode of this podcast, I encourage you to go back to at least episode number 23. That is where we start the Walk With Me series and it truly does build on itself and it will make a whole lot more sense. Now, if you're feeling like super ambitious and you wanna just say, you know what, I'm gonna listen to one of these every day and go for a walk every day for the next couple days, be my guest because these topics, I think, can really be listened to multiple times to really let them sink in and encourage you to think about how they apply to your life. Now, today I want to talk about the topic of habits. And when I say habits, I'd be curious, like, what do you think of? Do you think of like hiding in the pantry to sneak cookies? Because that was totally my habit (laughs) for quite a long time. Or, oh, excuse me, or maybe you're ordering the same thing when you dine out each time. But what if I told you that everything that you do or the majority of things that you do is a habit? Seriously, everything that you have in your life is a result of your habits. And everything that you don't have is a result of your habits. How about this one? You are in the habit of everything you do, be, and have. Now, have you ever really even thought about it? I know I hadn't. But how about this one? You can have, do, or be anything that you want when you make it a habit. Cool, right? Now, this episode is going to get a little um, maybe deep or intensive, if you will, but stay with me on this one. 
So 95% of what you do is habit. And a habit comes from a single thought. Now, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about reprogramming our brains. And I'll go into that in future episodes. But for right now, I just want to talk about, in particular, your reptilian brain. Now, your reptilian brain thinks that habits are for survival. And, you know, that is an old way of thinking, but that's just how that part of the brain thinks. So willpower, for example, doesn't really work to break habits. And you may have realized this, maybe you've witnessed this in your own life, but it's very important that we call that out. Now, the definition of habit is an acquired behavior pattern that's regularly followed until it becomes almost involuntary. Let me repeat that one because I really want this to sink in. The definition of a habit is an acquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it becomes almost involuntary. Now, I don't know about you, but I have good and bad habits all day long. And the more I dive into this and dig into it, the more I realize how many habits I have. I have morning routine habits. Some of them I've implemented myself. Others, my yellow lab Walter has trained me to have, uh, you know, not, not knocking Walter, but listen, if you've ever had a yellow lab, you know that that dog wants to eat at a very set time. And mine is at 5 a.m. Anyways, <laughs> that's a side note. I am in the habit of getting sucked into scrolling through social media, and I know that about myself. I'm in the habit of drinking my favorite mommy juice, quote unquote is what I call it and tell the kids. Um, I, I try to drink that daily before noon. And even now I respond to my, even how I respond to my kids and my husband, those are all habits. Like I know that I'm in the habit of rushing one of my children because they are super pokey. I know that I'm in the habit of smiling when my youngest, who is, you know, at that really cute stage, does pretty much anything. And I know that about myself. But here's the thing. Now, if you've listened to the last episode where I was talking about reprogramming ourselves at a subconscious level, then it should make sense when I say that you can change your habits pretty easily just by reprogramming your brain. So stinking cool, right? I think so. (laughs) Now, I won't go into a ton of detail because I want to keep our time together short and sweet, but I do want to plant some seeds. Now, if you have a habit that you'd like to stop, All you have to do is truly change the identity and reprogram your brain. Now, I know that that's a super watered down, like glossed over version, but let me give you an example. I used to drink soda like my life depended on it. And if you know me well, you know that I was super addicted. Like it was incredible how much I would drink. It seriously grosses me out to think how much soda I was drinking and I was just gulping it down every day. Like I, I needed it all day and I had it, I was convinced that it was like a life, <laughs> my, my life depended on it. But I now know that I was in the habit of drinking soda. I was in the habit that every time I went to a quick trip, which is a gas station chain in my area, every time I would go there, I'd get the biggest cup available. Every time I, years ago when I owned a bar, every time I would go to work, I was in the habit of getting my glass, usually before I did anything else, filling it with ice, filling it off the gun, and filling it right up and putting a straw in and gulping that down. I was in those habits all day 
long. Not to mention the diabetic path that I was going down, but that is for another conversation. And then one day I decided, you know what? I don't want to go down a diabetic path. I don't want to have that as my example for my children. And I don't like the way it makes me feel. So here's what I did. I just decided, you know what? April doesn't drink soda anymore. (laughs) That sounds kind of crazy, like if you think about it, right? But each time I'd have a craving or a headache, if you know anything about caffeine and, you know, giving up soda, you have intense headaches for a couple days. And that was my reptilian part of my brain trying to protect me because it seriously thought that soda is what I needed to survive. But instead, I would just say, you know what? April doesn't drink soda anymore. (laughs) And I would shift my attention to something else. Now, I used a couple um, different things. I shifted my attention. I was gulping down a whole bunch of water. I tried some different like um, mixed juices. I got, and now I've gotten into kombucha as my replacement. And so I really just shifted that attention into changing that into a more healthy habit. And here's the cool thing. So this is quite a few years ago, but after a couple days of this, my brain got the hint and it stopped serving me up those cravings. It just kind of gave up and it said, okay, we don't have those cravings anymore because we've been now reprogrammed because to think April doesn't drink soda. So here's the cool thing. So I am coming up on four years of being soda free, which is a huge achievement for me. And the cool thing is, is I don't even think about it anymore. I don't even consider that I drink soda. In fact, we don't buy it. We don't keep it around our house. We don't expose ourselves to it. It's not even a thing we even talk about. So if you want to change a habit or or eliminate maybe an unhealthy habit, you have to make a conscious decision to do so. And then once you decide to do that, you really have to kind of like proclaim it as it's real. So it's not a, oh, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to give up soda. And I'm just using soda, but you can insert whatever you want. But I'm going to give up, you know, eating chocolate in the pantry or whatever it might be. You just say, for example, my name is April. So I say, April doesn't drink soda anymore. That's something that I used to do. I don't do that anymore. And that's it. And then you shift your attention to something else. And then the cool thing is, as you have that repetition and you do that each time, it becomes a new habit. Cool, right? Now, I am not only in the habit of not drinking soda, but we don't shop for it. Like I mentioned, we don't discuss it. We don't bring it up. We don't expose ourselves um, to it. I don't think about it. And that is the part where I'm like, wow, this is a huge game changer for me. But the cool thing, in my opinion, the even cooler thing other than not going down a, a diabetic path is that I get to now talk to my kids about addiction. I get to talk to my kids about sugar. I get to talk to my kids about how to change habits and how easy it truly can be when you commit to that being a change that you're going to make and a habit that you're going to create for yourself. Pretty cool, huh? Anyways, maybe you can think of a habit that you would like to change. What do you think it would be? Can you think of something? What would your new identity be if you no longer had that habit? Go ahead and say it out loud. I mean, after all, you got headphones in, I'm in your ear, we're just talking, so go ahead. If you're on a walk, just say it out loud. Say it for all the neighbors to hear. Have them look at you funny. So what would that habit be that you would like to change? And what would the new identity be if you no longer had that habit? 
and what can you shift your attention to to really help train your brain? So like I said, so for me, for example, giving up soda meant that I, I really, I recognized that I was in the habit of wanting to pick something up and drink it all day as I was sitting at my desk. So I just inserted water. I inserted different juices that I thought were healthy. I got into kombuchas and tried a whole bunch of different flavors, but I recognize that. And we can get into triggers and all of those pieces too, but I think just recognizing the habit for now is probably a good start. Now, if you want to develop a new habit, it's kind of the same thing, but instead of shifting your attention and just kind of proclaiming it, you add that trigger, but it's a different kind of trigger than the, you know, the negative habit trigger. And you can, like I said, we can get into that a little bit more, but I'll give you two examples. So the first one is I wanted to work out at least three days a week. I wanted to be committed to working out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And, you know, in the past, the old April would have been like, yeah, right. I am not getting up to go work out. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but I know that working out makes me a happier person and it makes me stronger and it makes me feel better. So I implemented triggers or micro habits, if you will, to help me build my new habit of working out at least on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I started saying, I, April, April works out on at least Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sometimes she does Tuesday, Thursday. Sometimes she does Saturdays as well, but she definitely does Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, I set out my workout clothes the night before because that is one of those micro habits. So I do that because that will support my bigger habit of working out those three times a day. I set my alarm to wake up in time to go to my morning class. I do that. And so that's just set. So those are two different micro habits or smaller habits that I've started to support that bigger habit. Now, here's the other cool part. I've also gotten into a habit because I recognize for my for the workout classes that I have to, or I, that I go to and that I choose to go to, I need to register for those to make sure that I have a spot. So after I get done with my Monday class, I immediately before I even pull out of the parking lot of the gym, I register for my Wednesday class. And after my Wednesday class, I immediately register for my Friday class. All of these micro habits or these little habits that I'm doing are supporting that bigger habit of I work out three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So that's an example. Another example, these are both, now that I'm realizing as I'm recording this, I have a lot of habits around health because that's something that I'm really wanting to work on. But another habit example that I wanted to share was I wanted to increase the amount of water that I was drinking in a day. I noticed that my skin seemed a little dry. I wasn't as vibrant. I didn't feel as energetic. I felt lethargic and I was hungry a lot. And so I realized that I wasn't getting enough water in my day. So what I did is I figured out how much water was recommended for my body. And then I, what I did is I actually broke that up throughout the day and I prorated it through different amounts for the day. And then I went through my phone and I set alarms throughout the day that go off at each time I need to have one of my bottles of water drink. Now, at first the alarm would go off and I'd be like, shit, I haven't drank any water. I better chug. And so I would just chug the bottle to get it done before I would turn off the alarm. But then my brain started recognizing, hey, this is a habit we're getting into. And I gradually shifted to drinking water before the alarm went off. So now when my 8.15 a.m. alarm goes off, I've already drank my water bottle well before that. When my 11 o'clock alarm goes off saying, drink your water, 
I've already drank that bottle of water. So now I'm in the habit of drinking that water throughout the day and I'm often surpassing the alarm benchmark, which is pretty cool. But I had to implement, I had to really think about it and I wanna encourage you to do the same. I had to implement those triggers that would encourage me to make those choices and to create that new habit. So what habit, my friend, would you like to add or tackle? Can you think of something that you'd like to add or maybe what kind of triggers would be most helpful? There's a whole lot of options, but I would recommend only picking one habit that you want to tackle at a time. I found that that is way easier than saying, I'm going to implement all five of these or all six of these or even three of these at once, because then you kind of get knocked down if you if you aren't able to maintain that. And it honestly, it is a lot of work and it's a huge commitment just to build a new habit or to release an old one. So I recommend only picking one habit at a time. Now, once you've mastered that, then you can add more. It's actually called habit stacking, and this will become a habit snowball. So as your habits um, become more of a foundation and they become more of a habit, for example, you're snowballing. You're actually getting better and better and stronger. And after a while, here's the cool part. You will not believe all that you have become or achieved. So cool. So I hope that you have found this episode incredibly interesting. Hopefully it has inspired you. That about wraps up our walk for today. Hopefully you've gotten in some good movement. You got permagrin. The sun is shining on you. Hopefully, you know, it's not raining on you today. And if it is, enjoy that rain because that is just giving our whole planet a little extra life. But thank you. I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for showing up and joining me today. I am extremely grateful for you and I'm in so grateful that you welcomed me into your day to talk to you about habits. I truly hope our time together has left you curious and inspired and eager to review your habits and see where you would like to grow. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, the good karma in me wants to advocate and ask you, please consider sharing this with a friend because if you found value, they probably will too, right? That's good karma in action. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're really feeling ambitious and want to shower me with love, go ahead and write a review on iTunes or share more of your experiences. I would love to hear how your habit stacking is going and any of the new habits that you've built or the old habits that you've released have gone. Because you know what? If you're having a win and you share that with me, that like releases all these cool feelings inside me and all the chemical responses that makes me just want to do like happy dances in my office. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Cheers to good karma. Have a good day, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast and joining me on this new series, the Walk With Me series. I encourage you as you're listening to these to again, lace up your shoes, grab your dog or the stroller, pop in some head uh, headphones and just join me. So you're getting some movement. We're talking about some stuff and hopefully I'm spreading good karma and brightening your day as well as inspiring you. Now, if you're loving this podcast, I would really, really appreciate hearing that. That helps me to know that I'm doing things that are helpful to you, but it also helps to change the algorithm so that more people can find this podcast and enjoy it. As well as I have a request for you, if you love it and you want to go for walks with friends as well, share this with a couple friends that you think might enjoy it and feel inspired. I would really appreciate that. All right. I will see you on the next podcast. Go out and make it a good day. Cheers to good karma.
Hey, are you even listening? Today's episode is brought to you by Tony Hadzinski and the Ski Team Realtors. Did you know that you know an average of four people going through a real estate transaction this year? That means you and your four friends are either buying or selling or both a residential or commercial property. Real estate transactions can be complicated and stressful, and if not done with care, they can cost you a lot of money. A great realtor is an advocate for you. There's someone who's service-focused and who will represent you and walk with you on the buying and selling journey. Trust me, I've been on both sides of the transaction, and if you don't have a realtor who's detail-focused, who truly listens to you and is committed to making sure that you have a phenomenal experience, it may cost you thousands of dollars and a whole lot of stress. When you and your four friends are beginning to consider buying or selling, I'd like to encourage you to give Tony at Ski Team Realtors a call or visit SkiTeamRealtors.com. That's S-K-I Team Realtors.com. I'm confident that you'll be grateful to have a professional who is committed to working with you and for you. And as a side note, Ski Team Realtors is growing. If you or someone you know is ready to be part of a vibrant team who's service-focused with a growth mindset, then check out SkiTeamRealtors.com. It's all about the right fit, and we would be honored to explore adding you to the Ski Team.